welcome to the Daft Souls podcast. Hooray! Hooray! Yay. I'm joined today. <laughs> oh, the most enthusiastic podcast in the world. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to explode, um, but I'm, I'm probably not going to. Joined today by uh, John Blythe, who is it's your penultimate day in the games industry. Oh. Well, if you put this out tomorrow, as I'm assuming you're going to, it's my last day. Your last day. I'm I'm out of here, losers. I can't <laughs> enjoy your video games. Thanks for suckers. the memories. <laughs> yeah. And we're also joined, of course, by Ethel Wilson. Hello. So it's a bit of a, an OXM blowout again, but it's Yay. yeah, yeah. I'll. But um, I, I kind of worry that you're going to get killed tomorrow or something. It's like you know, one day away from retirement, sort of thing. <laughs> Like you're just going to get sent out on a dangerous game preview, and you're going to come back riddled with Bullet puns. <laughs> well, I'm going to, <laughs> well, I am. I will be playing the Amazing Spider-Man Two, um, which is a form of death. Well, who's playing? It then? <laughs> what did I say? What did I say instead of playing? Experiencing? No, 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 no. You said I'll be playing it too. It was a shit joke based on the fact that the number two and the word two. Oh, they're, they're homonyms, aren't they? Mm. Yes. That homonyms are ripe for punnage, so well done for seizing that opportunity, Matt. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best that I don't write for magazines anymore. Anyway, um, what have you been playing? Have you been playing The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yes, because um, a bit late. It's been out for a while. I mean, the, um, they you wouldn't send the us office, a review. Yeah. They wouldn't send us a review copy. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I mean, I mean, by all means, withhold it before it's out because you're trying to damage limit. I know how PR works a little bit, but fucking give me a coat so I don't have to spend 50 quid of my own money like a fucking pro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is my future. I'm out of the games. Now I'm going to have to buy games anymore. What a horrible way for reality to come uh, crashing in. However, you did say that it excited you, that the fact that you'd bought the Spider-Man game made you want to finish it, right? It made me realise that I have been, in, it's the same thing like when I was a teenager I, and I discovered that I could get pirate copies of like discs, com, or, there was a sort of a series of discs called Automation mm. and there, there was these hacking groups and you'd swap discs and I, it was just the most exciting thing in the world but I realised I wasn't playing any of the games I had, I was just collecting them like mm. some kind of hoarder. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's going to be cool to, to actually choose what choose games what to play, games, yeah. to get back into that. I kind of feel like I've got over my hoarding thing because I got the same thing when I was younger. I used to, uh, I think it was my late teens, mm. I suddenly became quite obsessed with trying to collect a copy, a physical copy of every Final Fantasy game. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But not like, you know, the originals, like, but almost just in a kind of neat way. Mm. So I wanted to get all of the, the PlayStation iterations yeah. of the, when they started re-releasing 6 yeah, and 5 yeah. and going back and all that. Um, so I wanted the, all of them from 1 up to... Nine, no, all up to nine on PlayStation. Some of them are quite expensive on eBay as well. Well, that's the thing is, I wish I'd actually probably kept them because I think I might have some of them, but they're probably worth a bit of cash now. Well, yeah, I think I have them actually. I know I have six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, well, all the ones, all the original PlayStation ones that are in the little boxes. But I remember looking up once uh, for Final Fantasy VII, and copies of that can go for quite a bit. But it's a, it's a weird mugs game. Mm. But yeah, it is. Why? It's totally. Yeah. Why do you want them? Yeah, you can get to play that. It's fine. The fact is, like, because I mean, I'm, like I said the last time I was on this podcast, you know, I'm still moving house. But like, when you start boxing up all your possessions, you realize how little of, st of the stuff that you have on your shelves you touch on a day to day basis. Yeah. Like, it literally mm. just sits there, taking up space. So I think yeah. when I move, I'm going to just like do a complete clear out. My friend is a fucking genius and the fact that when I moved in she just one of the one of the things she just managed to immediately somehow do without me really noticing was she'd taken the two very large vintage speakers um, that I, I was, I was I'm going to fix I'm going to learn how to solder <laughs> and I'm going to fix them 
Right. And she'd put Brilliant. them in a, in a large waterproof airtight bag and said, oh, we can put these down in the cellar. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you, you, you know me better than again. I'm willing to admit I know myself. I went through the box of cables in my house thinking I'm going to be savage and get rid of all the cables I don't have a specific use for at this moment in time. <laughs> and the only thing I could bring myself to throw away was one SCART cable. <laughs> I got Those cables, of- <laughs> they plug into shit. You don't get rid of cables. I got rid of so many. I realised that I owned about 25 uh, mini USB things. Like, how do I? How? Where did these all come it's from? It's hard to be brutal though, because you just don't know, right? In your head, you're like, oh, you never know. One day I might need it. If in doubt, throw it out. The worst fat thing. square <laughs> USB ones might be coming back for things that aren't printers soon. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing though is when you find a, a power cable for something and you know you don't know what it's for. Mm. You think, it, but what if it's for like something really important that I've forgotten about? <laughs> and then you'll be like, I can't ever use this. It could be. But they're just generic things. <laughs> I found a power cable that would I realised fit into a laptop. So then I dug out the laptop, and now I've got a lap a new ten year old laptop that I don't want to use that I can't bring myself to throw away. It's just my life's doubling up with shit at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've just bought Spider Man. Yes, but at least that was a digital purchase, so I can put that away and forget about well, it effectively. Is, is I actually I've just ditched boxes now. Really, I think. Uh, I think, to be honest, it was probably actually working at OXM for a year and a bit or however mm. long it was that did make me kind of realise I don't care about owning the things anymore. Yeah. Because you do tend to accumulate just a vast selection so of, much. of promo copies of games, which at first is just a real novelty. Mm. Um, but then towards, I, I think for my last six months there, it was like, do you want a copy of this racing game? Yeah. And I'm just like, nah. They start to lose value. Because you sort of think, I'm not going to play it ever. Yeah. So what's the point in just hoarding it? So now I've actually got rid of all of my like boxes. But I'm happy with digital hoarding. I want a yeah, huge absolutely. digital library. But I don't take a pride in it, though. You know, I don't go oh, look at that you don't show it list off, of yeah. things on Steam, all of that. Oh, yeah, post a screenshot of your Steam library. <laughs> Especially because <laughs> maybe it's because of the fact that the, the, the Steam library doesn't feel complete unless you have it downloaded. Yeah. And you can't download everything on Steam because unless you've got like more hard drives than God. I still have a bit and of pride. He's got over, a few. <laughs> I still have a bit of a pride over my comic book collection, but yeah, games. It's just it gets to a point where it's just too much, and you're like, I gotta get rid of it now. Gotta change. Yeah. Gotta make the switch to digital. Well, that's the thing. I've still, my, I've still got like, loads of shelves full of 360 games that I know I don't want to play any mm. of them, but they are mine, <laughs> and that makes them special. <laughs> I'm keeping all of my 360 games actually, just because um, they might be useful at some point. Mainly for like grabbing footage or something. I don't know. I, I mean, it's really bloody tenuous. I mean, I know it's the other thing, but I really, it's a thing that we get most letters about. I think at OXM is the backwards compatibility thing. Yeah. I really, really wish they had done that. Yeah, and I've read all those articles about why it's technically hard, but I don't it's believe not. them. I just Come don't on. believe any of that shit. If you've got. I'm sorry, Microsoft, but you're lying to my face. <laughs> and I'm leaving official Xbox magazine, and I can say that now. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day, Microsoft, sir. So we're logs, just let off the chain now. He's no. going to say whatever he feels like. I do remember that sweet day after I left OXM, and I could suddenly start going, this thing about Microsoft is very shit. Well, to be fair... Working on OXM, you're not. No, that, you're not. No, you're not that thing. restricted really to not. say. Bad I think things. a lot of people think that. A lot of people say that. I've, I've actually I've answered a lot of questions about this already in the past about people saying, oh, you know, was it hard not being able to like slate? And it's like, no, we we never really. That's we were really never happened. specifically. We specifically never sugarcoated. No. Yeah, and we never reviewed a, a game that 
was kind of important to connect's mm. well-being well because it was a connect. It's just like it, there's no the, yeah. the the suspicion of corruption is really easy from the outside because I remember feeling it myself. I remember thinking when I was like not in the games industry. Of course they're corrupt. Well, anything I don't agree with, of course it's due to corruption, not because they're either mistaken or wrong. <laughs> but believe me, I have been mistaken and wrong many times in my career, and I never got any fucking money for it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a quote, a box quote that could go on many uh, games journalists. Yeah, I overscored Spore. Sorry, I gave it 95%. I'm sorry. 95%? Yeah, I know. I was wrong. But the problem was I played... The, the, sorry. Just Spore. You play it for three days and it seems brilliant. So I played it for three days and the weakness has only come into sort of like sharp focus after that. So I did... I played it for three... That's a long time to play a game for review. So I'm sorry. Oh, if you bought Spore because of my review... Fuck you, Will Wright, you wank. <laughs> anyway, that's I'm getting it all out of my system now. That was about seven years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all coming to the... I guess everyone has a review that they feel bad about because they realise they got it wrong. Mm. I think mine was so mine was so almost Dark Souls. And I've said this in the past. Like, really? I, yeah, because I was, I was in hell. Do you remember when I was reviewing that in the mm. office? I was in hell, right? I had to go on holiday yeah. for a week. The next day, oh and I just hit a wall. Like I've been playing it constantly for like, a whole day. I was in the office at about eleven midnight or whatever, and then I went home and came back the next day. And I, literally, I was just—I came back in the morning, mm. quite early. I think I got into the office a bit early to just get on with it. And I was stuck as fuck the night before. I was so stuck, but I was like, "No, get a night's sleep, get back into it." And then it got to about one in the afternoon on the next day, yeah. And I was just still stuck. And it was this thing of being like, "I'm going on holiday for a week tomorrow." And I need to file a copy for this review before uh, I leave. And I'm not that far into the game. And I'm just stuck. That's it was, the, thing, it, it was yeah. the whole curse thing back before they patched it. So Oh, yeah, be... I've heard this. So Keza told me this, that yeah. um, when you guys were playing on the, the review code, it was actually harder than the finished game ended up being. Tons harder. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Like, there were some things that were just... Like, the fact that humanity just never really dropped. Oh, God. Um, humanity is what you use if you don't play Dark Souls. Humanity is what you use to... To boost the bonfire, so you can get more healing potions at each location, and to turn you uh, human again. Yeah, and actually now when you play it, it's very easy because it's something you just do. Yeah, like quite a lot. You don't worry about it. But when I was playing it for review, it was something you really felt like you were making a real decision. Do I want to use this? Yeah, because they were so. It was precious. in such sh- short supply. Yeah, I mean, I guess back then you wouldn't know that you know you kill the rats and they have like a, a pretty good humanity drop. All yeah. those little things that you learn from like the community after they've been playing it for like months at a time. Even shit like the dragon's tail. Like. Yeah, yeah, the Drake sword. I mean, God, that carried me through the first like I know. Yes. the first half of the game. No like. idea. Um, but yeah, I think I, f- I think it was finding out about the Drake sword. Actually, somebody in an email chain mentioned it that yeah. day. And that was enough to basically help me plough through enough of the game oh, to review it. But it was that thing of like, but I was so angry and frustrated those fucking frog things. I know they're oh, like not, the I know they're basilisks, basilisks yeah. but they're fucking frogs to me. Yeah. And they'd always be fucking frogs. And do you know what I didn't know? I can't remember who told me this, but like the, bu- the, the really bulbous eye things, they're not their actual eyes. Their actual eyes are below them. I thought that was an interesting fact. Ah, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. Eye facts. Eye facts. Okay. <laughs> nice, um. Yeah, I, I don't know much about that. Oh, well. You've got pretty far, though, right? No, I got to the bit with the spindly tree bastards, and then you go... Oh, it's the that butterfly prick. Oh, I just the midnight thought, butterfly, yeah. I, 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 I could have read up on it, and I could have got past it, and I could have been 
a true gamer but who, life's who no, talks you endlessly <laughs> about you got ourselves. a you've got a decent i mean when you get to that that garden as well you've you've played a decent chunk i mean mm. you, you know you once you get to that stage you kind of feel like you've got a feel for what the game is like yeah but yeah. i'm missing out on things like the capra demon and four kings Seth, all the things that i've like heard that, yeah. so many the capra demon other is, podcasts is a talk he about is the, he is the fucking worst the only like, reason think... anyone ever talks about capra demon is because it's just a fucking shit it's those two fucking dogs it's, like they basically kind of go, oh, this enemy design's not very good. He's quite easy to like fight because he's got very predictable patterns. Yeah. Let's just put him in a really small room. It's like, so it's the camera that fucks you up, isn't it? Well, it's, it's the fact that you just put him in a cupboard that, with him. Yeah, that you're basically in a cupboard and then, like, because he's got two dog companions with him, but, like, because I remember reading up on it and it was like, okay, as soon as you enter the room, roll to the right because they'll come charging at you and then you run up the stairs because there's, like, a staircase yeah. up behind him and basically what you can do is, like, fall... Have him fall off the staircase or you fall off it anyway yeah. to create, like, a bit of a It's a quite delay. easy to cheese yeah. it, but there's still an element of, like, if you slightly fuck up the bit right at the start where you roll and dodge, yeah. then you're dead. And it just kills you and it's just... It is a, a really shit fight. And then you get to the end and he's, like, a common... Like, a, a pretty yeah. common enemy and you're just, no like... no problem at all. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... um. <laughs> I was so close to just giving it a six out of ten and being like, "This game is fucking dumb. This game is broken." Because the, the fact that it lets wow. you, because it lets you get cursed repeatedly by the the basilisk, um, and it meant I've been cursed. And that reduces your max health, yeah. 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 Each yeah. time it reduces it by half, which is fucking. So is the there a maximum time that can happen to you? Uh, I think you just get down to like maybe yeah. just a tiny sliver. Yeah, like sliver it stops though. after you've got like which a basically tiny is sliver, like a one hit, which means hit anything kill. hits you and you're dead. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened to me pretty much. I was like. I got cursed multiple times, and then I basically was just... I had no idea how to get rid of does the curse. Does that explain... Yeah, does, it, does the game no. explain how to get rid of the curse? What's the boss at the end of that area? Is that the gaping dragon at the end of yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. He was a... He was scary. I love the gaping dragon. He was but it, a gorgeous design, like, but yeah. But yeah, it was just the fact that I was I was so... I was just broken. Mm. I was just like, I just want to go on holiday. <laughs> but um, I'm so glad I actually managed to get that one right because yeah. that would be haunting me now if I'd been the guy can you imagine the people guy? would still be mentioning it on forums they'd be like hang on a minute that's the kind of gave Dark Souls 6 out of 10 and said it was like oh, I shit remember, I remember interviewing a, a famous person who used to work at PC Zone about his review of Daggerfall he said he never got out of the first room and he had to he reviewed it by just going on a rant about goblins <laughs> I know yeah, I, I know that is yeah <laughs> think, think back who's the only famous person you know who used to work for PC Zone yeah no, but he, yeah he's quite candid about how little he played many of the games yeah yeah it was a really <laughs> just whenever he got a hand of stuff that he didn't like the genre of He'd just be like, fuck, fuck it. it. I'm yeah. just going to play it for yeah. 10 minutes. I'm going to use this as, for a, as a springboard for a comical skit about goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently Bethesda were fuming about that PC Zone's Daggerfall review. wonder if they'll forgive him now. <laughs> yeah, could, probably. Could, could you just mention Wolfenstein, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What have you been playing this week? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I've just been basically the same as when I was last here. I'm still moving house, and it I know, is like, honestly, it's, it's I, an absolute nightmare. I mean, doing, obviously, what I do with the weekly video updates as well, I yeah. began to feel like I was some sort of, like, elaborate con artist, in the yeah. fact that every week in my update video to fans, I'd be like, oh, hey, guys, um, I, I haven't really done most this week because I'm moving house, and it's like, when are they going to find out that I'm just slowly <laughs> filling a suitcase with money and then running away to Blackpool? <laughs> it's just like, it felt like an excuse, but... It, no, I mean, it's genuinely, like, all my st stuff is boxed up, and I mean, I've just been, just, uh, yeah, life life getting in the way. But um, the only thing I've played this week is um, The Walking Dead. I reviewed the season two, episode three. Yeah, we and, talked like, about, we talked about time, it last time. No, but, so no, but like, that's fine, because I'm, I'm still interested. I remember what I saw yesterday, lots yeah. of reviews going up. Mm -hmm. I've got to be honest, I don't click on many reviews of that, right. because I just don't, 
trust people, yeah. as we said in the past. Yeah. What, don't just <laughs> the their spoilers. opinions, they're just spoilers. Yeah. Right, okay. A bit of both, actually. Right. Um, I think a lot of people who've, who've read a, written stuff about um, The Walking Dead don't seem to really get it. Mm. Well, I don't get it in the way that I think that makes sense to me. It's zombies. What's to get? And it's not zombie show, Tom. <laughs> See, you don't get it. I know how to infuriate Eva. Struggling. But yeah, no, I, f- I feel like it's their really interesting formula, and I, I think a lot of people just talk about it. Just, I just think you don't really get this. No. Like, and there are some people who do, but but it's mainly spoilers. It's mainly people just think like, hey, I won't be spoiling at you if I just tell you this little thing. It's yeah, like, it's yeah, dangerous. you are actually. Like, I, I was writing the Wolfenstein review today, and it's very obviously I can't talk about it because I'm. I'm Mongo but like, you can do the same thing as you did with your trials preview well, review like from well, just talk time. about the two preview events yes. um, well basically yeah I really enjoyed it in the preview events again <laughs> and I'm not um, going to talk about it <laughs> they, um, they <laughs> I, anyway, well, what I wanted to say was that I was trying to write that review yeah. and give examples of why the story is so good without spoiling it Right. it's just like really tough I want to tell you this line that really made me go fuck the script writing is really I sorry was, I can't talk about this I was really su- I was really surprised by the launch trailer the ro- launch trailer for Wolfenstein went up today and I was really because I haven't followed that game at all like I, I just never really played the Wolfensteins but it I w- it looks really really good it every, looks really well written every review or preview event mm. I went to with Wolfenstein involved people going and going troll eyes Wolfenstein yeah it's going to be that previous reboot all over again right. and then Especially at the last one, people were looking at each other to go, you're enjoying yourself. This is really good, isn't it? <laughs> and I, honestly, I... It looked like it had a great sense of humour. I'm I mean, actually, uh, like, yeah, I was... One, it's, it's emotional as well. There's actually bits that made wow. my spine tingle with genuine emotion. And there's some lines that really can't talk about it. Oh, <laughs> there's some things it. in this game that we really can't talk about. Well, yeah. I, I could talk about it, but I don't, I don't fucking know anything about it. But what I, I will say that I've heard yeah, lots of very good murmurs about it. Because I was definitely one of these people who I just thought, oh, fuck Yeah, off. it doesn't really like, interest whatever, me. Like, whatever, mate. Get off. Just, just because they rebooted it so mm. from so recently. Like, 2009, Act, Activision did it with Raven. Mm. Well, I quite enjoyed that one. It was a piece of shit. It sure. wasn't, yeah. But well, I quite enjoyed it. Raven yeah. know how to do enjoyable shit, and it's a shame that they... Yeah, going the way they did. Raven, like, there's something about Raven shooters that just really capture the feeling of a, like a 1990s shooter. Mm. Yeah, and I did, don't know what it is. Quake Four as well, didn't they? Yeah, I, so. I, I enjoyed that despite it being a walk into a room. There's eight doors, and one of them has a green light and does <laughs> it sort of game. Like, yeah. Singularity is kind oh, of. I forgot singularity, singularity was, was good. Great. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's kind of bollocks, but at the same time, it had a it had a fun story. I wanted to play it through to the end. I mean, yeah, you know. I, I, I wanted yeah. to play it through the end. I played it through to the yeah. end, and the finale and the way the story wrapped up. It was nice the way it came full circle. And it was stuff. one of these things yeah. where it was just like, hey, I just played a shooter. Didn't outstay its welcome. Didn't take itself too seriously. Didn't feel too repetitive didn't either. Didn't feel too repetitive. Absolutely. And was actually like, I didn't leave me with any sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. And it was great. It was, when that game turned up for review, It there was no... Everyone, it was kind of one of those games that gets passed it off Wondy with a it, little bit of a shrug. I was PR in that game at the time, and even I thought it was going to be fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did the PR for that because oh, wow. it, was, it was really buried, wasn't it? From oh, like, yeah. uh, I mean, Activism Protector. I think now it's been such a long time that no one gives a fuck. But yeah, it was pretty much like... I. It was that and Blur, they just basically, I think they just, I mean, I, I was working for an agency, was working for Activision at the time, and I think they basically just, for whatever reason, they decided that they weren't really going to sell. Mm. And so they kind of like, I don't know what happened, because mm. I was only on agency side, but everything just went a bit dark, and suddenly it was like, we had this... They this, must have had one idiot play, doing a mock review or playtest for Maybe. Them. 
Yeah, he just went meh. But it was yeah. heartbreaking. That was that I've said this before, but that was the that was when I decided I, I couldn't do PR anymore because I, I used to quite enjoy being a PR because I used to enjoy it. And then they were like, "Oh, Matt loves games." Well, and basically, because I'd done a really good job, they were like, "Dude, you can choose which games you want to PR." Like, oh wow! And okay. so they were like, "Oh, awesome!" So the games I chose were the games I was most excited about, mm. and that was Blur and Singularity. And then just <laughs> just basically having to sit there and watch as these games sort as of they were left out to was the, the sort of like kind of yeah having having no control over that and mm. knowing that games I thought were actually quite good were a bit fucked and there was nothing I could do about it broke my heart yeah. um, and I was just like I don't want to do this anymore like you have to not care I think to a degree if you're going to be a PR <laughs> you have to have the ability to just go fuck it wow um, and you know, that's not a bad thing, but it's just if you really, really, really care about games, it's it's a bit too much. Yeah, uh, you can't you, be yeah. emotionally invested, I guess. But Singularity is great. I'm confused now because it's not Singularity. What's the game where you leap into the mind of a cow as it's on the abattoir what? path? <laughs> that sounds fantastic, but I have no idea what that is. I, it might be Necrovision. Oh, some, sorry, carry on talking about that. I'm, <laughs> Necrovision? I know, yeah, there's was, there was a game like... It was set on a ship. Cryostasis, is that a game? That's ringing a bell, but I don't know. Uh, maybe. Sorry, I'm I'm just having memories of jumping into a cow's head and I'd like to... I want to I'd know like to what game into, that is. ...properly filter and categorise it in my head. <laughs> I, just well, I want to file this cow what memory. You, what did you do when you were in the cow's head? You just, you just walked um, <laughs> to your death. I mean, you didn't have, like, much in the way of autonomy as a cow. Existential. <laughs> Sexistential. <laughs> it's like the bit in modern warfare in the nuke, but sexier. And with, with no bovines. <laughs> Bovine. <laughs> that's a better that's a better punk. Can I have my magazine badge back? back? Yes. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've to be honest, I've just been playing finally. Um I'm still not actually I think I am quite far into it. That's what worries me, is I've been playing the um Phoenix Wright versus Layton thing. Oh, okay. Ooh, nice. And I was really enjoying it for a while, but now I'm sort of like, shit, this is it, isn't it? Like, mm. I've realised because it's a sort of mashup, it doesn't really have the same intensity or depth as either of the games. Um, it's fun, and I do like it, mm. but it's kind of silly in the fact that basically they kind of... <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean silly in terms of the tone. All right. Silly tone I fucking love, actually. Mm. Let's be positive. Actually, I'll talk about the things I really love about it first. Cool. The first thing I love is the character design is amazing, right? Mm, um, yeah. All of the characters you meet are like quite odd, but in a way that's lovely. It's all 3D. I didn't get that when I saw pictures of it. I thought it was like 2D animated, but it is all the character models are 3D. And because they're in this sort of fantasy realm that they get drawn into, the style of character design is really varied. Mm. Um, Has Leighton got a cylindrical head? Yeah, he that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, there you go. So like, it's like Leighton's got a cylindrical head and black dots it's for mostly eyes. mostly his hat though, oh. right? Well, like, he's the only character that has black dots for eyes. Everyone else has normal eyes. And that's incredibly <laughs> creepy. And when you like sort of think, why has he not got any eyes? What's going on with this dude? Just piercing black dots, searching um, your soul for clues. <laughs> but the cool thing about that is they've actually um, kind of gone to town with the character design of the people who you are interviewing. Mm. Because rather than just pressing one witness at a time, you have like juries that are made up of multiple people. 
And they all like, oh, there were five witnesses this scene, and they all go through and say, oh, they say they're a bit at a time. But some of the character designs, are like they're like Muppets, they're like genuine. <laughs> oh, I love it. There are some What's of the characters. Heads? Yeah, heads. some of the characters, not like hinged heads, but just the way they're animated and the way like they're the giant like over That's the top, really and is. some of them are a bit weird and rolly. And it's just the way some of them move. Like there's this one guy who's like this old man who's like a poet, and he's very airy fairy, and it's just the way he's very airy fairy and <laughs> sleepy, and just the way he moves is just really strange. And it's just. It's the sort of thing that whenever you see these animations for the first time, they just make you laugh. It's um, kind of like, I mean, classic Nintendo games, right? Like, yeah. that's what I always loved about uh, Legend of Zelda. Like, their their villages were always so small, but the characters, like the extras, sort of, I guess you would call them in the villages, just had so, so much yeah. character just from their animations alone that you just felt like... Like one oh, animation and so the much. sound effect. And that's all you and needed, and you, you got needed. it. Like, it was just shorthand. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knew, like, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, yeah, Jen, that's, it's very much like that, actually, mm. in the fact that these guys just... They're great characters and they're kind of recurring characters and mm. and themes and it's like it's just kind of nice that you keep seeing these characters popping up. Although there obviously are some fucking shit characters. There's a, there's a bard. They've got a couple of bards in it and it's just Always like fuck off bards. Like, <laughs> no one wants a bard. Bards. Like I don't get a proper job. You know, you know when you're playing a game oh, and you're enjoying okay. it. I'm quite quite hot for bards myself. Well, I like them, but when you're playing a game that doesn't have like much Any music for in it. it when you're talking to a bard in like an RPG or something, what that results in is saccharine bollocks rhyming prose, or everything they say is a crap rhyme, oh, yeah. while it plays the same twangy sound effect over and over again. No, I think I prefer, I'd more prefer combat bards. Combat, combat bards. bards? Yeah, because you know they're hot. <laughs> they're hot enough to fight an ogre. What's a combat bard? Yeah, exactly. give us an example. Well, I imagine they would probably sing songs that buff the party. But oh, they'd I also see. have a strong... They'd use their loot as a melee weapon as well. Are you thinking of uh, Jimmy from South Park? He was, a, he was a bard. He was a combat bard. I'm not being ableist. I'm just not being a paedophile. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There's actually a... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but there was a kind of like short film made it's the sort of thing, actually, when I started watching it, I thought, this is shit. But then I actually gave it another 10 minutes or so. <laughs> and and then I was like, actually, this is actually kind of nice. And it's got a lot of heart. Like, a lot of the acting is a bit poor. Mm. But it's the idea of it's like some people playing Dungeons and & Dragons. And um, it's actually, like, more about the friends playing Dungeons & Dragons and them, like, actually kind Aww. of, like, having a kind of friendly moment throughout it as it goes on. But just also the way they all conflict. And it's it's kind of like almost that story of the guy who's running the adventure just mm. decides to loosen up a bit and it's just like just makes it fun and doesn't really care about things. But there's a wonderful moment in the fact that this guy who plays a bard and he basically puts all of his stats into seduction. It's <laughs> 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 all of his skill points in seduction. And so he's like, I'm gonna seduce the nuns. <laughs> and he's like, you can't seduce nuns, yeah, they're nuns. Find I can. And he's like, Look at my he stats. rolls and he's like, 20. <laughs> and then immediately it cuts back to the thing and it's like him walking off with these nuns. <laughs> <All> these nuns <laughs> but it means that he's basically like trying Critical to... Critical seduce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, his pants falling off. <laughs> like, you just get more. <laughs> the priest you can hear the along. panties drop from a mile away. <laughs> I think it had jokes like that. And there was one thing about one of the characters in it, one of the guys in it, it was a guy playing a sexy female sorceress. And it was really nice that when it cuts to the game world of them playing and they're in like fields and stuff, Half the time it's this actual like really sexy woman in a red outfit, and half the time it's him in drag. Oh, but that. it just cuts between the two like quite randomly. Um, 
But there's just a fantastic, and yeah, I mean, it's a slight spoiler, but it's just, it's a wonderful moment. I kind of knew about it before, but um, there's a wonderful moment towards the end where this guy who plays the bard, because he's so shit in combat, he basically, he, um, he, he dies like immediately. And then the guy's like, well, you can, you can have another character. You can come back, but you just come back as another bard. Like, <laughs> and then basically it means that he just dies so many times in this final battle. Um, that there's a point towards the end where this guy's casting this massive spell and one of the guys just goes hide behind the pile of dead bars because <laughs> there's just this heap of dead bars and it, it's just wonderful um, I, I wish I could remember the name of it it's, it's well worth that watching that sounds awesome um, it's one of those things where it's got like really shonky acting but it, it pulls it through because it's got a good script and stuff Oh, wow, that's the, um, must be a very good script that can survive shit acting. Yeah, well, it's just a bit, you know, I mean, I'm a bit of an arsehole with that stuff anyway. If something's a bit crap, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Mm. Um, but the thing about um, going back to Leighton and uh, Wright is the fact that it's almost like they've, they've like, well, we want the story to keep progressing. So we'll make the Leighton puzzles really easy. So the Leighton puzzles are so easy. How long is it, like, Hang the game on. altogether? I don't know, but I get the impression I'm more than halfway through, okay. and so far it hasn't really got. got well, I, I only played the first couple of Leighton games as well. Are they are they going through a little bit of a cycle? Because like it seems to have all the classic puzzles, like Tower of Hanoi and all yeah. that shit. Surely they're they're reaching for puzzles these days. Well, see, some of the puzzles in uh, Leighton versus Right, one of them is like, can you get get through the maze? And it's like, you know, in Pokemon, when you're in a cave and you just have to walk through, and it does it makes you do this bullshit like, oh, you're walking through a big spirally bit, and then Ugh. oh, you've got to a dead end, go back and go the other way. It does that, and it's like this isn't a puzzle. This but is the just only fucking reason irritating. for mazes is to just increase your chances of having random encounters. Random battle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> precisely. So in a game where there's nothing else, but actually I realised, and it's almost Filler. like it's a blessing and a curse in a way, because I, I realised that I was only activating these puzzles in the latent bits by talking to villagers when you're moving around the town, mm. and it's sort of also just it kind of makes it seem dumb that when you're when you're right, you just walk around talking to people but for whatever reason. When you're Professor Herschel Layton, every fucker you talk to has a puzzle. Of <laughs> like, course. Oh, I've got a puzzle for you. I hear you're good at those puzzle things. And it's Words getting around, Herschel. <laughs> the joke is a puzzle. It's not even that. You <laughs> got a puzzle for you? A puzzle, yeah. <laughs> you got a puzzle? <laughs> you got a puzzle you'll never forget right here in my hands. <laughs> 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 I wish that was actually how it happened, but the, what happens is that people just because it has to kind of explain it somehow. It just be like it means you just have this like really tediously like increasingly tenuous like oh I just lost lost my cat. my cat. But the thing is, I've got one black cat and eighteen ginger ones. But the ginger one just fell in some marmalade. <laughs> and the, gin the ginger ones travel at four miles an hour. I, I wish that that was one of the intros to the puzzles, because that would have that been funny. I just love the fact that we both went, lost my cat. Like, even before you said yeah. that, I was thinking, lost my cat? What, what's an everyday problem that can yeah, be solved? Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, the fact is that you basically have these like these tedious things, and you're always just like, yeah, yeah, come on. you could, Yeah, what, what's the puzzle? What's the fucking puzzle? Just come on, get get to the good stuff. I'd love it come, if there was somebody talked to, and they just don't do their stuff, and then went, oh, can we help you? And I'm like, no, I'm just making conversation <laughs> like, just I need to slide some box around until a ball escapes <laughs> can you help <laughs> that's it but it would be like oh one of the bread rolls has become stuck in the it's like who gives a fuck I don't want your job like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one bread roll like just get on with it um, but then I realised that basically you don't even need to do these puzzles like you can just ignore all of them and just go through the sections and there are some puzzles you have to do because they continue the story 
But basically, you don't need to do any of the latent stuff. You still get hint coins and stuff like that. Well, the thing is, when I started the game, it gave me 50 hint coins. Mm. And that's a lot that of hint coins. Yeah. I wonder if it's to do with the um, pedometer on oh, the 3DS. Oh, yeah, because it does. Because I more. probably spend more time walking around with my 3DS in my pocket than I do playing it. <laughs> but it felt a bit weird. It's like, hey, welcome to the game. Here's 50 hint coins. It's, like, it's an awful lot. I have used three. And I feel like I've got enough to use them like constantly mm. and never run out. Um, can, you, can you use them in the Phoenix yeah, you can. The game. Okay. You can, and sometimes it's silly. Like, there's a bit where it's like, there's a map, and it's like, point out which area of the map you think proves your point. And I was like, in one of those situations, where I'm like, you know what? I don't have a fucking clue what, what this is doing. I can either get it wrong and lose one of my five things, which might risk me losing the case, or I can just hint coin it. And it's like, it makes you lazy. You press the it? hint coin, and it's like, we will mit- we will like reduce some of the areas that are wrong, and it just shows me where to point. It's just like, it doesn't even just grey out bits of it. It's just like. It's that. <laughs> you you well, like, idiot. It's here's right here's narrowing it down. Here's a hint. It's that. <laughs> that's cool. When I say that's cool, it's not cool. That, no, that's, it's, that's stupid. It is kind of dumb, but um, I am enjoying it because of the fact that it's got all this sort of crazy supernatural stuff. I like the characters. I like the story. The story is kind of weird and it's supernatural. It's got witches in it. And it's kind of like, it's got me intrigued enough that I'm going to finish the game and I'm enjoying it. Mm. But it doesn't, it kind of dumbs down all the latent stuff to the point where it's just silly. Mm. Especially because these are puzzles. So at one point, this woman goes, fine, but you can't come in unless you can solve this. It's the hardest puzzle. It's like, this is the hardest puzzle in the world. And you do it in like about 10 seconds. And she's like, wow, well, you'll never do this one. It's like, love, it's the same puzzle with a slight variation. Like, this is not... It's not yeah, difficult. Yeah. To be so. fair, though, it's probably... I mean, what what age group is, is that game? I don't think it's for? even the age group. Mm. I think it's more the fact they've gone... Well, maybe people haven't they played the other it up one, a little bit too so much. they've made the the cases are a bit a bit simpler. Okay, and then the like it's like oh I see, so it's bridging the gap between yeah. so people who've played only played Phoenix right up until now will be able to get the puzzles. Because if you've ever the... played a Phoenix Wright game, basically mm. if you haven't, how it works is the first case is a piece of piss. Mm. It's like it's a tutorial. Tutorial, yeah, yeah, it's basically a tutorial. I remember the first game; it's like some dickheads kill someone by hitting them over the head with a clock and you work that out quite quickly and then you just it shows you how the game works but then after that what's lovely is the fact that they start off with these cases and every case is like this is impossible like how are we going to do it mm. and then you end up like clawing at clues and it's the Don't reason I love up. them is because it always feels like when you finished it like you've done a, an episode of like um, Jonathan Creek you know <laughs> yeah. how it's like yeah. you don't see the twists coming and yet the twists don't seem like they're taking the piss. Mm. They're just interesting. And you go, oh, shit. And then you start... And then when you actually get to the end of the case, you mm. have this moment where you, like, you suddenly It's realize, that eureka moment? Yeah. yeah. But you have a eureka moment, like, after a couple of hours. And then suddenly you go, I know what happened. And um, do you feel yeah. clever for, for having figured that out? Well, the problem is that's what I got in other latent games. Mm. Whereas in this one, it's really not good at doing that right, okay. and it's like in the first case I quite quickly worked out what had happened and who the culprit was mm. and I've got a horrible feeling I'm just on the, the second proper case now maybe the third actually because the first one takes place in a traditional courtroom and that one was great actually because it's like traditional latent stuff <laughs> you know uh, not latent fucking right bastards yeah. Yeah. but the th- I'm on the third one now and it's like have you given this away right at the start oh really I don't know because it just does this dumb thing of being like doing a Columbo episode well, where you see it happen. It's like the shittest twist in the books in the fact that it's like, well, there wasn't anyone else 
here. Maybe it's going to call your bluff, though. It might yeah, do. It must do. If it's yeah, that, if it seems if it's obvious, that obvious, to obvious you. it can Well, it's be. just done this thing of being like... <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to you, a notorious thickard. <laughs> it's like there's a, boy, there's, a, there's a little boy about when it happens, basically, and everyone's like, oh, this little boy's acting strangely after this person's been... Like, whatever. It was like, oh, this little boy's acting strangely. And then it makes a point like, about two minutes later in dialogue being like, oh, no. But, of course, like, only women can be witches. Like, you know, because it's, uh, it's sexist. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, come on, though. Like, that little androgynous boy. It, like, the twist is like, it's going to uh, be it's him gonna be because he's going to be a girl. Like, and it's just like, if that, it's one of those things where I'm still doing it. But it's like, if that's it, if that's what this case is, and I've spotted it's it before I've even got into the courtroom. Mm. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. But I, I've heard the end is quite satisfying, but I'll see. But it's just, it's kind of like, it could have been really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like the Leighton stuff just feels like, what's the point? They should have just had Leighton being next to him. Because I like those bits where it's like, Professor Leighton's there saying something intelligent. Um, <laughs> and looking longingly with his... Beady eyes. Beady, black, <laughs> bottomless eyes. Are you undressing me, Herschel, with those <laughs> weird eyes? <laughs> those weird pin dots of blackness. <laughs> oh. uh, but I think I'd, the easiest way to sum up probably is if you if you like the characters, mm-hmm. then you'll um, you'll really love it. But if you love the games, then you you'll enjoy it, but you will find fault. But mm-hmm. I've got to say, from a character perspective, like the the, the moment where um, where Leighton meets. Phoenix Wright. Do they do is, that I won't. I won't spoil it, but it's wonderful. It's like it's. It's just really funny, and it's just lovely. Um, oh. It's right yeah. hunched over some pornography, and Leighton just walks <laughs> in and says, "You need some help with that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you need something solving, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can get to the bottom of this. So that, that's uh, your professor and versus Phoenix fan fiction. Right? I'm going to write it. Yeah, it's going to have him solving a Rubik's pube. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the. That's I don't the even know how that works. Well, I don't it's know. Hard. It's just it's a hard. matted <laughs> cube of pubic hair that you just stick your fingers in until it goes off. I enjoyed <laughs> the fact that everybody was worried before you came onto Daft Souls for the first time that you turn it into a filth fest, and you didn't. But you have. But no, now. it's like yeah. It's fine. You're off the leash. Exactly. I've resisted talking about poo. I mean, so far. Until yeah. until then. No, that's it. That's yeah, all I'm doing. Um, Not developing that thought at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into some questions. Um, we've got a question for you first, Ashley Log. For me? This is from uh, Josh Woodford. Well, you could have kind of fucking rem- warned me. So I'm th- <laughs> it's sorry. an easy question, don't worry. I want, but I wanted to have prepared for Josh. Josh Woodford, the best person in the world. He deserves a well-prepared answer. What is it? Go on, fire! <laughs> the question is, will there be any time for gaming between pouring crabbies, serving sausage rolls, and generally rowing, running a pub? Crabbies. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you don't pour Delicious crabbies, do you? Delicious alcoholic ginger beer. Well, you... Yeah. You can pour it. You put some ice into a glass and then maybe tip a little bit in and then let them do it themselves if you want. It's the, polite. Yeah. You know what you're doing? You know what you're doing? Yeah, I, I like I like the theatre of bar work. Make sure that spacing, make sure the labels face them as you hand it mm-hmm. over. <laughs> that's what I was told to do when I worked at Via Fosser in Manchester. Do you reckon that's mainly to do with, I don't know. It's presentation. Well, it, it just makes it it, it... it feels righter. It stops you feeling a bit weird about being handed a bottle with it kind of not facing you. It is. There, there are lots of weird social things like mechanics almost that make things nicer. I would do yeah. that like almost unconsciously though because it just it's just nice. It looks it yeah. just looks nice. Here's, here's, the thing, here's the thing you asked yeah, for. Exactly. I'm demonstrating that I'm giving you what you asked for. Exactly. You know, sometimes you go somewhere that's really fancy. I find it always like I don't feel comfortable mm. like in really fancy places. But then sometimes you go places that aren't fancy. 
but they're just somehow like a bit high end and it's all it to do with those little like details because they, they're actually it. putting effort in or you know that it's it's the thought that goes into if you notice that that's what they've done then you appreciate that they've put a little thought into it mm. or even so i just don't even notice oh. it i just feel like somehow this is special <laughs> this is nice <laughs> I God, I just realised we haven't answered his question. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I will, of course, have time to play games, and also I'll have time to write. But um, they're going to be my hobbies now, and I'm going to really enjoy them rather than, you know, I mean, there's a sense of obligation that comes with having a writing job yeah. where mm-hmm. you maybe have to write a preview about a game you don't even care about. Yeah. I mean... So now you can pick and choose what you want to write about rather than... Yeah. I, for um, one, am personally very much looking forward to it because uh, I've obviously, yeah, like if you're not familiar with, with John Blythe as a writer, then you bloody should be because mm-hmm. he's fucking amazing. But he's amazing when he's doing... He's well, looking it's very a, uncomfortable right now. Well, it's a bit egotistical to agree, but I'm certainly not making art <laughs> arguing with you. You see, I'm a very good talker. I do the words. Sorry. <laughs> I do the words. <laughs> you, you wanted to say cut that out then, didn't you? No, no. no I not, yeah. um, uh, No, I, honestly, I, I, I'm not very good at talking. That's why I got a job as a writer. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be top bananas. No, I'm. yeah, it's a great new period. And if also, if any one of you people are in Nottingham, when I start my job, you're welcome to come into the pub. I'll probably have video games in there because I'll yeah. be clinging on to my past. Are you going to have sausage rolls? There's going to be... I'm going to find a local butcher to do sausage rolls, yeah. Oh, that's Because smart. that kind of... Sh- you need I'm yeah. sausage rolls and that. Well, I've been intending to come up to Game City for years as well, uh, but I am actually... Next time... When is it next? Is it this year? Or isn't it's it? October. October, October yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to come up for a Game City We're this year. Game City is up. brilliant yeah. as well. Well, I actually, I'm hoping to, like... We'll talk about this later, but I'm hoping to actually do, because by October, hopefully, providing I haven't died or left the country with my suitcase of money... <laughs> Um, do probably some sort of live thing and it'd be awesome if we could do like some sort of big Daft Souls live thing yeah. even if That'd it's just people yeah. playing games upstairs in a pub do Daft Souls in Nottingham they have, yeah we'll get a regular features thing going on as well yeah there. precisely like, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's going to be great we're basically going to destroy everything yeah. in Nottingham <laughs> <laughs> um, James Connell asks what we think about Project Beast now I know what I think about that um, I, 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 I've been too busy playing Spider-Man to have a, any opinion about today's news. No, this was actually a couple of... I think it might have been last week. Was it? Yeah. Oh, God, cut that out. That's me being ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> this was your job last week, Lord. Oh, last week, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm checked out. <laughs> I've been checked out for a long time. <laughs> to be honest, it's relevant. It wasn't really an announcement. I think it was just this leak thing. Mm. Um, but I'm happy because I kind of called it. Because uh, when I when I saw... Dark, this is um, the From Software thing, yeah? Yeah. yeah. When I saw Dark Souls 2 and I... I kind of got the impression that it was a bit like B team. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not a bad game, but when I started playing it a bit, I was like, "This, this isn't, isn't what, you know." Where's the Where's the team that you know made yeah. their name on it? Yeah, where's the A team? Like, yeah. Because you'd expect a sequel to be like notably better mm-hmm. and not just slightly off. Um, and so yeah, I was like, "Why?" Well, I, I kind of had a feeling. I'm like, "Right, the lead guy has gone off to do another project," and I, I thought it would be. Um, a Sony exclusive Demon's Souls 2 something like yeah. that I thought a Sony exclusive and I think it's really cool they're not doing that though you actually. can't go back to Demon's Souls no but they're not no, which is good because yeah. basically what they're doing is Project Beast I don't know what they're calling it um, it may be Demon's Souls 2 but I doubt it it basically looks like it's a game made by From Software's most likely 18 because they're actually next genning mm-hmm. it and all that mm-hmm. shit but it's got like the screenshots that have leaked 
one of the characters like has a shotgun and stuff. I'm really excited about shotgun. it. Shotgun. Can yeah. you imagine like Demon Souls <laughs> or Dark Souls' gameplay with guns? Well, like that's kind of like no, because they can do that because they're armor core. Like, I mean, yeah. armor core games are shit. Don't get me wrong, but they function in terms of shooting stuff. Mm. I'm gonna get flamed for saying their shit, but mm. honestly, like, I don't get on with them. I respect the people I've heard talk passionately about them, but I can't get into them. I just hate. It just seems like they try to alienate you even more effectively than. Dark yeah. Souls does. Yeah. Well, what I like about Dark Souls is that when once you get down to the core once you've of got it, the systems um, down. it is all easily relatable. It's yeah. stuff like I'm moving too slowly. Yeah, it's because you're wearing loads of heavy armor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm getting knocked over in fights. Yeah, it's because like you're not wearing yeah. heavy armor enough or whatever. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's kind of like there are, there are systems at play, and even though it's it's complicated, once you get a grip of it, there are rules to it. It makes sense. They're yeah. physical rules. Whereas yeah. in in armor core, it's like I was I was playing it with someone who's really good at it, and he was trying to because I was playing online for XM to try and sort of like do a, an article about trying to get my head around it and stop mm. being one of those hater arseholes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was trying to work out how to send me a blueprint so I could do something. And he was like, oh no, it's in the menu system somewhere, I've lost it. Like, what, where is it? Like, they can't do a fucking UI to say... It's a little bit obtuse, yeah, like, yeah. or too much so. Yeah. I like it, but the problem is it just comes down to like, there's so much stuff that it's like you just have to work out. Like, it's it's the fact that with Dark Souls, it's like, how do you kill skeletons? With a fucking mace. How do you kill, like, <laughs> fleshy things? With, with a sharp sword. sword. Like, yeah. it's stuff that we all know. It's it common sense, sense, essentially. Yes. It's a common sense and it's applicable where it should be. Whereas, like, um, Armored Core is, how do you destroy this type of shield? I don't with fucking a, know. With this type of plasma weapon, of course. There's, like, three different types of weapons and it's like, what? But they're all invented things from mm. the future. So it's you like, can't actually work it out under your own sort of steam. Yeah, and it's basically like the problem I have with it is I spend ages making a robot that looked really cool and seemed to be really good, and then I take it out into the field and just get like killed. I was like, I don't understand this. It didn't give you any pointers, and because it wasn't easily relatable, it's just like no, no time mm. for it. But um, Project Beast could be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, really excited to see what what they do with what you know. Obviously, I mean. I think since Dark Souls, like everyone's kind of sat up and paid, paid attention to them, and to see what they sort of do next is is pretty exciting. Yes, I think a fresh slate would be good, especially in terms of ideas and stuff and mechanics. Stop yeah, absolutely. To sort of like um, to see what they do, and I mean, I, I I haven't seen anything specific of a Project Beast, but I mean, is it is it sort of dark fantasy sort of stuff? I mean, it looks it? like it. Lots of okay. the screenshots have got a lot of black in them. Right, like, you know, it's going to be. A dark game. Right. I think it's basically going to be a kind of spiritual successor. Mm. I mean, they may use, I don't know. It'll be good, I think. I'm sure it will. And I think, I hope it'll be really good because I really do want to be proved right because there are a lot of people at the moment still going, no, Dark Souls is still a very, very, very good game. And it's like, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a good game, Mm. but it's, it's like a good game because it's, it's standing on the shoulder of. We mean Dark Souls 2. Yeah, Dark Souls 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas I kind of. I I agree. I mean, I, I, yeah, a lot of people, I was actually really surprised that so many people um, said that Dark Souls 2 was as good, if not better than the original. For me, it just, it was good. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but it it, it was nothing like that. What I experienced was nothing like my experience with the first Is that because? You can't repeat the experience well, of playing Dark Souls. That's what I wondered. That's what I wondered because I, I mean, thought that at first as well. But now I've I haven't finished it yet. But I've, I'm quite close to the end. And I think the more I thought about it, the more I think no, like it's not. Because you that. wonder if it's like you know. Because I mean, I the the experience of playing Dark Souls for the first time. It's it's you know it, it's kind of like 
the experience sensation of everything clicking of everything clicking and, and feeling like I've worked this out it's it's just immensely satisfying it's been more satisfying than any other game I've ever played to feel like you know to feel absolutely vulnerable and completely useless at the start and to feel like you've you've you know you've really gone through a journey by the time you get to the yeah. end and I mean the second one it just didn't it, I don't know it just didn't feel the same like it's the weirdly enemies, disjointed like, um, yeah. oh yeah absolutely I mean the thing with the the fast travel I think was for me one of the most annoying things the fact that everything in the original Dark Souls just felt beautifully connected like everything yeah, that, like the fact that it just felt so layered you know you could you could sort of like go you could see the really gradual pr- pr- like sort of progression of of the different areas and it was just it was just gorgeous that's like, the one thing as far as I haven't got into Dark Souls the one thing that it's one of those games where I remember every inch of my progress. Yes. And that's yes. The, that map I can walk through from how far I got that's to the beginning to end. That's the yes. annoying thing, yeah. yeah. And now that you fast travel, I mean, you, you just, just you're, yeah. not ta- you're not taken on board, you're not absorbing anything That's the thing it. is, with Dark Souls, you didn't need a map because you create a map in your head mm. and yeah. I now, I know that every inch of that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apart from maybe stuff towards the end because you don't travel through it as much. Mm. Um, but like... The second one is just couldn't be further. Like a lot of the areas are still very hazy in my mind because I just went through them once. Yeah. And you're not encouraged. And a lot of people said they didn't like that in the first game. They said they didn't like the backtracking. I but love it's like that. it's not backtracking. Yeah. Because the reason they didn't like the backtracking was because they probably kept getting killed when they were backtracking. It's like it's because you shouldn't treat it as backtracking. You should treat it as Because you can't run straight yeah. through it. Like, <laughs> like you've got part to take of the it. Journey. Yeah. And the thing is about Dark Souls 2 is there were so many dead ends and stuff as well. And the fact that the yeah. um the enemies, uh the more you like dead you kill them. Without- Collectibles. Well, yeah, and but well, Ugh. no, no, the, just that you got to the end of an area and then you were supposed to, yes. because there was a bonfire there, you immediately had to teleport out, and that was the end of it. There was no kind of, oh wow, there was no like sense. It was just, dungeon it was, sort of it was, thing. It was a very yeah. gamey, yeah. it was a very gamey thing, right? Okay. It just, it felt like, I mean, that sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but it was like, and now we're at the end of this level, right? Rather than it being like an area, like that you actually experience. I mean, and the, have to go the back biggest through. beef I've had with the game actually is because of the fact that it doesn't do this like world that you explore and get to intimately know mm. and get to remember things and get mm. get mystified by things. But then it still expects you to have the progression, which is open world that requires you to go back to things that you haven't seen for a while. And that, I've got stuck so many times. Yeah. I mean, luckily I've just been able to Google it. But the amount of times I've got killed a boss and got to the end of it, and mm. then been like. Where the fuck do I go now? But it was dumb as well with Dark Souls 2 that, um, you know, there, I mean, there wasn't so much backtracking, but even so, like, if you went through an area a certain number of times, the enemies disappeared for good. Um, yeah. So then, you know, if you if you ever did want to go back, it was just these empty corridors, empty, empty. That everything. was kind of good, though, because I remember there being one morning where I was so fucking hungover, I couldn't <laughs> do anything. And it was like, I was just banging my head mm. against the last Bastille, lost Bastille. Oh again God, yeah. And again, and it was kind of pleasing to know that I was you making progress there. because I, if I knew that if I killed all of these enemies twelve times, mm-hmm. they would never come back. And for me now, when I go to Lost Bastille, it's empty because I. Is there something? <laughs> you can, is there something you can use to bring them back? There is, there is yeah. I mean, that's the thing. No, I, I listen to people yeah. talking about this so much that I do feel like I know the you game. Was, it. <laughs> like, but it's just some dumb stuff. Like somebody, I didn't even notice it when I made my little diary video, but there's a bit where like you get to this this castle that's like submerged in lava, right? And I actually really like this area. I think it's really cool. Mm. But I hadn't noticed that the way you get to this area is by going in an elevator from a windmill. Are <laughs> 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 you got up. I that's, should add. That's what? Bioshock. Yeah. So literally, you, you get to the top of a... It's always a windmill. A windmill. <laughs> and then it's go up to, like, a lava. And it's like... It just doesn't feel as, as well connected that? as the first game. It isn't. That everything I mean, was so well plotted and so so beautifully I've heard rumours that there were, like, 
issues and Short a cuts. lot of stuff got cut yeah. from the game. Uh, uh, I can't really credit those because I get in trouble. But yeah, I've I've heard rumours. Anyway, um, Bryce Robert Walton, it's not really a question. He says, question, can you please tear this apart? Oh, this I, is the, oh Jesus The Christ. bombshell trailer, which is... Uh, can we watch that? I haven't seen I haven't that, seen yeah. this. Okay, sure. Because um, it's clear, it looks like it's PS4. I mean, uh, we'll watch a bit of it. It's very long. I'm not going to watch all of it. Basically, oh it's what happened with this is this 3D Realms, they got told they weren't allowed to use the Duke Nukem um, character anymore. Oh, are you kidding me? And is so it a female Duke Nukem? basically made a character called Bombshell. No, stop who it. Who is oh. basically... Tits! Yeah, I mean, it's basically like... The only way I can describe this, and I think this is the final nail in the coffin for the game in the beginning one, is, you know, in the 90s, and you still get it now, you used to get those uh, pictures of CGI women on the boxes of graphics cards. Oh, God. It's like, oh, yes. It's like a game made with one of them <laughs> as the protagonist, just being like, sexy, cybernetic Imagine woman. the games you'll play with this woman powering your GPU. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like... I don't know. Who who is interested in shit like this? 3D Realms. 3D, Seriously is, though. It's 3D Realms. And 3D Realms like it's like honestly guys, just fuck off. Because the thing with 3D Realms is they famously made tons of money and then instead of like making Duke Nukem forever, they just well, didn't this that wasn't didn't come out that basically a lot of them had just been playing World of Warcraft because they made tons <laughs> of money. So they basically just sort of like they, had a, they took a really relaxed approach to making Duke Nukem Forever. I should forever. say so after what, like fucking 13 years? What was it? 13 years? 15 years? I think what I heard, and this may have just been rumoured, but they, yeah. they just played World of War. They kind of basically just had a fun time. So all these guys who made games in the 90s then just sat on the money, draining it very slowly, having a fun time in the office and pottering about with this Duke Nukem Forever thing. And then it got to the point where they basically ran out of money and then just went... Oh, oh shit. We haven't actually made a game. But now when they're trying to do this, it's like, guys, look, you, you fucking... Well, Have you well not done. learned your fucking well, lesson? No, they clearly haven't been exposed to the outside world since those days. And that's what <laughs> makes me think that they really did spend 10 years just playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and the fact that they've now come out with a game which looks like something from the late 90s. Oh, it, to, yeah. <laughs> that's doing World of Warcraft a bit of a disservice, though. No, no that's no, why I used to play it as well. But I mean, I, like, love I did other stuff as well. Like, yeah, I think okay. if you just do that, then you might get... <laughs> In the same way that if you just ate cheese and crackers, like, for ten years. You see this, but I played World of Warcraft for... It was a large part of my life for more than I'm willing to admit. It was a large part of my life for about (laughs) two or three years, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I never played... PvP on World of Warcraft. I, was I just never there did to either. I was mates. PvE, and yeah, uh, yeah I d- always did raids and instances. But yeah. Yeah, I took I great pride in being a good tank. Actually, I what, was what was your what was your um, class? Was, or, well, what was your uh, sort of alliance? I was just a, I was a warrior alliance, a human Night warrior, horde priest, horde undead priest here, baby. <laughs> Night elf druid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got I got accused of overhealing once. And I, I thought, fuck you, you didn't die, did you? Do you know what, though? That's the thing that eventually turned me off World of Warcraft. The fact that everyone else would tell you how to fucking play the game. Well, it got yeah. so It's just like, piss the, off, man. With, I'm just having fun here. With the raiding, it was like, yeah. you, you you go into a raid and then you'd have a specific role, you have to do everything right, and if you did something slightly wrong, everyone would everyone, go mental. It's so ridiculous. And it wouldn't be like you'd be Leroy jenkins in. No, you just like... You just like slip like, away you, from you the You didn't know like your fucking cooldown cycle or some like, shit like that. The, you did something in the wrong order. Yeah, like, why, the, why the fuck did you grate a heel when the regular heel would have done, man? What is wrong with you? Why haven't you got those fucking toolbar things exactly, installed right? which lets you have every everyone spell had to accessible play, to Everyone you. has yeah. to play the game the exact same way. It's like, when I found out When I found out with WoW that you could sort of like hack the interface or install mods mm. 
that's when it died for me because that's when it became yeah. a game where I just clicked just, a button that exactly. automatically did the appropriate heal up. What am I doing and now? And that's, that was the general sort of accepted way to play the game. Yeah, that's exactly like, the same. I, I, the, the, I still remember fondly the magic of, of WoW. Like, even just... Oh, man, vanilla oh. WoW. Like, the first time getting on a hippogriff and seeing, like, how big the world yeah. was, my mind was blown. Like, and just working... Because I didn't understand how MMOs worked mm. at the time. No. Like, was, your first MMO is yeah. always going to be a magical, fucking mind-blowing experience. And you'll never get that again. No, I, there's no MMO I will ever play and enjoy I, now. I, I, I really don't think. I can't. It's, it's like you can't. It's like you're an old drug addict or something. It's like yeah. you, you can't just have a bit and enjoy it. it you go back into like almost mechanical mode. Yeah. Like, I need a bit more of this. And well, I've, yeah. I've done that quite recently. Like I, I had to get like a screenshot or something. So I ended up like don't or installing it and like putting it back on. And like four hours later, I was still playing it. But it's never quite the same. It's got. I it's find now it doesn't now. matter how charming and lovely the settings of these things are. I'll never get back. I remember when I started playing it, I was playing it with my little brother and his friend, and I remember that my... I don't remember what character my brother was, but I remember his friend was a dwarven hunter. He was a short <laughs> little hunter with a, a little leopard. And when I met... I came to Ironforge to meet them. It's the first time I've been to Ironforge. I was oh, like, what the wow. fuck? This place is amazing. Came out, snowy mountain, amazing. Met this guy, and obviously he'd spent all of his time because he was like level nine mm. in this area. So he was just like, oh, hey, man. Like, <laughs> welcome to the fucking icy mountains. And I was just like... This is mental. I was like, you've got a fucking tiger. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's so yeah. cool that you um, always remember, like, the first, I always remember the first time coming into Stormwind, you know, when the music sort of swells and everything, and it's just like... Oh, but now yeah, it's like, whenever I, I play a game like this, I'm like, I played Guild Wars 2 of it, and I was like, mm. wow, this is really beautiful, really beautiful. And I, I try, and it's almost like you try and trick your brain to be like, oh, isn't this lovely? Isn't this lovely? I'm just having, I'm a, having nice a nice time, time. exploring yeah. this, this lovely world. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're like... It's not efficient for me to chain quests in this way. I need to do this, and you end up just be becoming this oh, fresh yeah. monster. <laughs> that, I just remembered the uh, mod that points you out the most efficient way to continue your. Yes. It reads your quest chain, and then you get an indicator on your map. So, so you're just you basically following them. an arrow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And it just yeah. becomes like I remember. There's the darkness of WoW in the end game of being like running halfway across the map to get one bit of... Because you had to share all with people. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. And it's like some other guy just gets it for you. Ding, ding. And there's like, like a literal <laughs> cue to try and like... Yeah, yeah. Like, you just be like, you fucker. You needed that. <laughs> yeah, that but there were always, there were always amazing moments where like you're out in the wild and like you're like you're in an area that was like above your level or something and you're running away from like these dinosaurs or something chasing you and someone goes, da-da, and like fires off an arrow from behind you and just saves you and it's like this complete stranger has just walked in and saved your life. Those, like, those are the best moments. Those right? are the so, best. Someone looked around and inspected to me and realised my gear was shit and said I can make you better stuff than that and those are the best moments yeah, yeah. come with like, me and you end up falling it back and then they go you're, you're clearly doing this to slightly show off but you don't need to and I no perhaps you're just a nice person yeah. sorry <laughs> why am I, I so keen um, to think the worst of people I actually yeah. wrote an essay about this when I was at university thanks for my, all the free um, shit you big poser <laughs> <laughs> You wrote an essay about it, sorry. Yeah, it was one of my major projects in my last year of psychology. I wrote about uh, altruism, oh, wow. altruism in uh, in World of Warcraft. Um, Seriously? Yeah, I was I was heavily advised against it by all of my tutors. <laughs> they were like, "No, <laughs> you should do something really serious." And I was like, "No, I'm doing this." Um, I, didn't, I got an all right mark, you know. I think I got like a mid mid two one for it, mm. but it was interesting. I, th I found it fascinating. I think it was like, yeah, I, I still I'm a big proponent for the idea that these uh, online experiences can be really good, just because you're not really role playing, but they allow you the freedom to to take on a, a character. To be generous as well. Yeah, well, like, I don't think taking on characters like I'm an elf, mm. but it means that if you're a really genuinely nice, altruistic person, if you want to, you can feel what it's like to be a 
fucking asshole. <laughs> and if you're a really, if you're an asshole in real life, you can feel what it's like to be altruistic. To for no role playing, role playing personality yeah, no, type. No as real well. cost to you. No, time. yeah. Like I, I did. I, I can't remember. Don't think I did many things because there are long term consequences of being an asshole. Like you know, you can be tracked for a long period, and you mm. know, you can get into real trouble. But I just think it's nice in the way that it's like they set up a system whereby largely it was set up to encourage you to be. Uh, work together and be altruistic and I think it expanded it because largely my experiences with uh, playing with World of Warcraft and meeting strangers were most of the people I met and were very positive lovely yeah. people yeah. Like you, I made like Absolutely. you know like it was really nice mm. and I, I liked the fact that I had my give people my equivalent business card of being like <laughs> yeah add me to your list mm. and I liked the fact that I was a very I was a polite very efficient tank if you want some enemies <laughs> fucking not attacking you I was very good at what I did although obviously in the end as with most things I ended up being out of a job just because all the it increased all the loot from the raids and all the kids. Uh, all these kids come and take in my job. Oh, fuckers. And that's Robbie. why I'm voting you, Kip. <laughs> um, that's a joke. They're arseholes. Um, um, uh, a final question, I think. Final question. Uh, Matthew King asks, what are your favourite things about Bath? Bath. Bath. The spa town. Bath. Bath souls. Could you do that? <laughs> bath souls. <laughs> I have personally no need to do that. What are your favourite things about Bath? I'll tell you my favourite thing about Bath. The fact that it became a city after Elizabeth I granted it a royal charter in 1590. Ah, my, my favourite thing about it are the 99 short miles from it to London. Yeah. <laughs> my favourite thing about Bath is the fact that it became a World Heritage Site in 1987. The city's theatres, museums and other cultural and sporting venues have helped to make it a major centre for tourism with over 1 million staying visitors and 3.8 million day visitors to the city each year. Well, there you go. And you definitely didn't read that out. And no. Let's hope that population of 88,859 doesn't change. I realised that when I was doing that... months. Yeah. I realised when I was doing that, I went to the habit of, of, which I occasionally do because I spent so much time with you, talking like Locke, which is not something that's useful to do when I'm next to you. <laughs> Were you... Impersonating me, like slightly, slightly, <laughs> just slightly. Anyway, that's it for um, this week's Daft Souls. Thank you again for listening. And yeah, if you are in Nottingham, then go and find Locke in his new pub. Yeah, oh, so I, I, I haven't said the name of the pub yet because I need to take the grills off the windows because it looks like a forbidding gay bar from the eighties at the moment. <laughs> I just want it to be look a little bit more welcoming. And also, you're not actually there yet. No. Yeah, also, I'm not there, so don't don't go to a pub and see the shit show that runs it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'd like to come back on and um, advertise my pub yeah. on, your web, on your podcast. Absolutely, more than welcome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.